Hey, I'm Chris Cooper. I took a 200-word blog and built a $25 million mentorship company from it. It wasn't easy, and I had to learn some huge and expensive lessons along the way. But now I'm sharing those lessons with other business coaches and mentors and high-level entrepreneurs in this podcast. Want to chat with me? Go to businessisgood.com and click join the movement. We'll see you there. In his book, Good to Great, Jim Collins shares six big ideas that great companies have in common. The unifying theme of the companies in his book is that they didn't start out great, but became great when they acted on these big ideas. Today, I'm going to tell you about the hedgehog concept and how that actually works to grow your business. I'm Chris Cooper. This is Business is Good. And today I'm talking about the hedgehog concept from Good to Great by Jim Collins. One of the biggest is in this book, Good to Great, that all the big companies share is this hedgehog concept. And the hedgehog concept is a strategy of focusing really, really hard on the thing that you can do better than anyone else and then repeating uh, your process over and over and over again and staying focused on that one thing. The hedgehog analogy goes like this. There are hedgehogs and there are foxes. Foxes have many tricks. They run around trying to find food. They can hunt, they can run, they can jump, they can steal, they can kill, they can chase, you know, they can jump over, they can even swim. A hedgehog has one trick to burrow. But most hedgehogs actually outlast the foxes because they are very, very good at one thing instead of kind of good at a lot of different things. The story comes from the Greek parable. The fox knows many things, but the hedgehog knows one big thing. And you can read the analogy in its full form within Collins' book, Good to Great. Jim Collins' book, Good to Great, was really key when I turned my gym around. And so I really wanted to hire him to come and speak at our summit to other gym owners in my mentorship practice, Two Brain Business. So I found his agent. His agent put me in touch with his assistant. We got on a call with his assistant and I spoke for about an hour. She took a ton of notes and then she said, I'll present this to Jim. And a couple of weeks later, I got a voicemail from Jim saying, really love what you're doing with Two Brain. He gave me a lot of specific examples. He had done his research, looked at our blog. He knew exactly what we were doing. And he said, I'm just not taking speaking engagements right now. It was the best turndown that I've ever had in my life. And I respected him even more because of it. And so I saved that voicemail on my phone for a number of years because Collins is notoriously hard to reach. He's a bit of a recluse. You know, he does what he wants to do and he really wants to do his research and write books. And I was telling this story to my mentor, Todd Herman, when we were walking through Manhattan. And Todd says, that's really cool that you got a hold of Jim Collins and you got this voicemail on your phone and stuff, but I don't think the hedgehog concept is right. And so Todd went on to say that he thought that the future went to the foxes, that the foxes could do anything and still be successful as long as they knew how to build an audience. And he was giving me some examples where, you know, you build up an audience of followers online and you can sell them perfume, you can sell them shoes, you can sell them a course on how to be an influencer, uh, you could sell them Instagram followers, right? You can sell them a lot of different things. And of course, Todd was speaking from his own experience too. He's good at that. But all the time, I was thinking like, well, there must be something to this hedgehog concept of focusing on your niche. And at that time, I was very tempted to work with people outside my niche. I had clients who were dentists. I had clients who were chocolatiers and tire stores. And, you know, I loved all these people, home reno uh, businesses. I loved them all. But they were all pulling me away from my hedgehog concept, which is growing gyms so that the owner makes a 100K net owner benefit and ultimately can become a millionaire. So... 
um, the growth of my company has actually borne out the value of the hedgehog concept. Todd disagreed with me because he does things a little bit differently. But I think for most of us listening to this podcast, CEOs, business coaches, mentors, and leaders, the hedgehog concept is probably more valuable than trying to flit around and do a hundred different things. Even though it's more possible than ever to build an audience and sell a variety of things to that audience, that doesn't mean that we should do it. Now, here's how good companies can become great by following this hedgehog concept. And by the way, this took our company from around two and a half million dollars a year to well over six, just by focusing on this niche and constantly focusing on our hedgehog concept. So to be really great, a company needs to be three things. It needs to be passionate about its purpose to the point that the people on the team aren't distracted by all these other opportunities or by novelty. The company also has to be clear on its economic engine, usually defined as, as like profit per X, so profit per client or profit for, per visit or profit per widget or whatever you're selling. And third, they need to be the best in the world at one thing. Now, each of these three things that make a company great can be further broken down into its component parts. So let's dig into it a little bit more. Passion, you have to have the right people on the bus. They're motivated. They don't need to be motivated. They are passionate about the mission itself. Uh, economic engine. What really matters most in the business? Is it the number of clients you have or is it the profit per customer? Is it the number of widgets you produce or is it the profit per widget? Great companies know the answer and focus their service around maximizing their own economic engine. Think of telecom industries. First, they were selling just phone subscriptions. Then they added long distance. Now they've added satellite TV. Then they added internet, etc. okay? Maximizing profit per customer. And the third thing that the companies need to be is the best in the world. You need to ask yourself, what can I deliver better than anyone else? This isn't a goal or an aspiration. It's what you can actually do. Being best in the world is tough and it requires a culture of discipline to become great and to stay great. So I'd like to share a story about how our mentorship practice, Two Brain Business, became the best in the world and how we're avoiding complacency by focusing on becoming great. So we started just by publishing like an N equals one data set with total transparency. Here's exactly what I'm doing and here's whether it worked or not. And most of the time it wasn't working, especially at first. Then as we got more clients, we started collecting their data and we would publish this annual like summary statement, you know, starting around 2017. And we call it the state of the industry. And it was coming from a data set of around hundred people. You know, here's what's actually working right now. And this was really different from what most gym owners were seeing in the media, you know, from their certifying bodies, from their lobbies, you know, from their representatives, even from their peers on Facebook. Most people were adamant that their thing worked all the time and predicting things that like were never tested, were never revisited. Nobody ever said, well, that didn't work, you know, except for us. And that built a ton of trust because we were approaching things like these empathetic scientists. We were doing the work, we were in their shoes, we were close to their pain, but we were also objective enough to say, well, that worked and here's how much it worked or that didn't work and here's what it cost us. So that's how we started. And over time, we just kind of like built that data set up. But we also added media to talk about that data set, like having that data isn't enough. Then we used that process of learning to inform all the curriculum that we teach people. So 
when we present like do exactly this in our curriculum to gym owners, it's very actionable, it's very step-by-step, -step, but most important, it's proven. It's worked for hundreds of gyms around the world. And so they're more likely to do it because they have that confidence that like, this isn't just a guess. Chris isn't just like rolling the dice on me. He's not gambling with my money. He's telling me this is what works and here's the proof. So that's really big. And then the next thing that really kind of started to separate us was that we use that same process to identify and train our mentors. So now the mentors were the best clients from Two Brain, people whose gyms had leapfrogged over mine and then leapfrogged over their mentors and were now some of the most successful gym owners, but were also amazing coaches. And so we also taught them how to coach. So now their experience and their scientific rigor helped their clients do even better than they did. And so now, you know, seven years in, eight years in, the gyms that are coming through Two Brain right now are way ahead of my gym and absolutely demolishing what I thought was possible in a gym when I started 20 years ago. It's really incredible. And so what's happened now is that there are other business coaching people in the gym space, but they are a fraction of our size. It's not like we're 5% bigger, we're five to 10 times bigger, which is, is great, right? Like we, we want everybody to benefit from data and from empathetic mentors too. The only trap here is that when you're so far and away the best, is that you can fall into complacency, you know? And what I wanted to make sure was that we didn't do that, that we actually maintained our passion, that we understood how we could be and say the best in the world, and also um, that we understood our economic engine. So our mentors are really confident, right? And they're really, really good. But to make Two Brain a great company, I knew that we couldn't be comparing ourselves to the competition. We had to compare ourselves to our potential. And so we started measuring client outcomes and focusing even harder on that. So instead of, can we get a gym owner to 100K net owner benefit? Yeah, we know we can. We've done that hundreds of times. Now we're asking, how fast can we do it? Because we're really competing against our potential to be even better. And that's what's actually gonna make our company great. So I wanted to give you this little sidebar because it's really tough to become great. It's even harder to stay great. And so it, it's tempting, like when you become the best in your market to just stay there and say, it's working, don't, if it ain't broke, you know, and don't change anything. But the reality is if you want to be great, sometimes great is harder to be than the best. And to become great, you've got to compare yourself against your potential, not against everybody else. Now, the hedgehog concept is pretty simple to understand, but it's challenging to put it into practice. Some companies take three to four years to really figure out what their hedgehog is, which is their unique intersection of passion, economic engine, and best in the world opportunity. Along the way, they might have to make huge changes. Each of those three circles affects the other circles. So if you shift the company's focus from one service to another to become the best in the world at something, well, that might conflict with the passion of some staff. They might say, that's not why we're here. I didn't sign up to do this. And then if you define and focus on one economic driver, it might mean that you let other things wither that you're really passionate about or you've got sunk costs into. It's tough. And the book is full of examples, but any entrepreneur working through this shift with their mentor should be prepared for some changes. And that's why a culture of discipline is so important to the process of going from good to great. I'm gonna cover that in the next podcast. The culture of discipline underlies everything else. Look, it's fairly easy to have a good company. You know, it's really hard to be a great company. But at some point, 
you have to realize like you've reached the limits of your financial drivers. Money just doesn't motivate you anymore. And that's what happened with me. We actually came to this process of going from good to great because I received a couple of acquisition inquiries within a year. And I was just like, I'm not interested at all. Like the money that's on the table here is it's a lottery win for a lot of people. It's more than most people would ever make in a lifetime or their family's lifetime. And I just don't care about it. Not even 1% am I interested in selling. So then I started asking like, what am I interested in? And it was building a great company. And that's what led us to this process of good to great. But doing that, <laughs> is still going to be hard because it takes a culture of discipline within me, within my top exec team, within my staff, and like within everybody around me. So I'm going to talk about that next time. If you want to talk more about good to great though, please go to businessisgood.com. You can read some blog posts, listen to some podcasts, or join our community just by clicking through a link. See you next time. Thanks for listening to Business Is Good. If you'd like to chat about this episode or the blog posts or podcasts that I put on the Business Is Good site, just go to businessisgood.com and click join the movement. We'll see you there. 